0: Hello, you're welcome to the Uncommon Woman Conference 2021, themed, audacious, living, fearless. The message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Jesus House. God bless and enjoy the message. As an international speaker, Elder Charlotte Reed has preached in the United States, Ghana, South Africa, and Namibia. She's a powerful and compassionate speaker who works with international organizations engaging with women in domestic violence, youth engagement programs, and supporting young people into work. Charlotte served at New Testament Assembly Tooting for 18 years, and over many years she has been actively engaged in the life of the local church where she has served as a youth leader, conference committee member, worship leader and minister of the word. She is the founder of the women's ministry Emerge Worldwide and an elder at Ruak City Church. Her desire is for God to use her for his purpose and as his voice with an extension of his love. Put your hands together in a bold, audacious welcome to our keynote speaker, Elder Charlotte Reed.
1: Welcome to uh, the Audacious Living Fearlessly conference right here at Jesus House. It is such a blessing um, to be with you all. My name is Reverend Charlotte Reed, um, and I'm coming from Ruex City Church and I bring greetings from Bishop John Francis and the household of faith there. And I just want to say thank you to Pastor Agu and First Lady Agu for inviting me for another year to be part of your Women's Conference. Truly, you all are a blessing. And I pray that for those of you joining us on live stream through the blessing of technology, that you too will be blessed as God speaks to you um, and and in you um, as we hear the word of the Lord today. Um, If I could give this as some heading, I would say living audaciously and fearlessly in times of change, in times of change, amen. So let's um, get ready to pray and commit our ways and our hearts to the Lord, amen. Father, we thank you for who you are we thank you that you are Lord of all we thank you that you love us and you know us God there is nothing that is hidden from you you are the seer of all things and the the knower of all things God we commit our hearts and our lives to you today God we pray today that even as we come together that no flesh would glory in your presence but let the word of the Lord prevail Lord Jesus heal someone deliver someone, heal somebody, save somebody, God, even as we come together today. We pray, Jesus, there be a strengthening, there be a courage, there be a boldness, there be a fire that rises up in the inside of your women as they hear your words, God. Put us back on course, gird us and protect us from every device of the adversary. And as we commit our ways to you, we pray, Pray that the name of Jesus will be glorified in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. If you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to turn with me to um, the scripture in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. And I'm also going to read that. Uh, if you're there, just put up a Isaiah 41 and 10. The scripture reads, fear thou not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. And I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. So the first thing that God is saying to Israel, and he's talking about their restoration here, the first thing that he's saying is, do not be afraid. In essence, you need to make a choice in this season as to whether you're going to go into this afraid or whether you're choosing to go into this bold and courageous. And God seems to tell us that it's all hinging on our knowing that he is with us. He says, for I am with you. You do not need to be afraid because I am with you. Now, let me just put a little stop there for a moment. When the children of Israel were coming out of uh, the bondage of Egypt, the Bible tells us that there was a point when God did a little bit of a changeover with the leadership. And uh, he began to appoint Joshua to be the leader of the camp. And uh, Moses had done his part. He had helped to deliver the children of Israel out of the captivity of Egypt. But Joshua was appointed to lead the children of Israel into their promised land. And God knew there will be many battles to face in the same way that we face many battles, emotional battles, physical battles, spiritual battles, um, emotional battles. And so here in the scripture with Joshua, he begins to speak to Joshua and say, Joshua, be not afraid, neither be thou discouraged. Because as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. In essence, many times throughout the scriptures, God has to keep on reminding us that actually our fear often arises from the place of thinking that God is not with us. My God. And at times, just that small seed, That small doubt that I'm taking a step and God is not with me in this or I am alone. That small deception as we go about the task God has commissioned us to do is enough to ransack and destroy some of our faith and belief. And so the very first thing we have to understand in this season, women, is God is with you at times we don't feel like he's with us because situations happen that feel like they're out of our control and sometimes the moment that a situation is out of our control we can begin to think it also means god's not in control all of a sudden we think oh i haven't got a job i thought i'd have a job right now i don't have a job God's forgotten me, God's forgotten my crisis, he's forgotten my needs. But I want to remind somebody, God has not forgotten you this morning, neither has he left you. Some of you might be in a crisis in your marriage and you're thinking, how do I boldly and fearlessly walk through this season with this crisis happening in my marriage? And it feels as though, where is God in the midst of my pain?" But I want to remind somebody today, fear not, the Lord is with you. Neither be dismayed. Don't be worried. Don't pull back. Glory be to his name. Don't pull back in your faith. Don't pull back in your prayer. Don't pull back in your activity, believing a deception of the adversary that God is not with you. The Bible says, The Lord would never leave us nor forsake us. And so as we journey in this season through these times of transition and change, we look around us, change is happening beyond us and change is happening within us. And many times when we face change, political, social, spiritual change beyond us, and change within, it's enough to cause us to feel unsettled and unhinged, but remain anchored in the word and the promises of the living God. In times of great change, we have to remember the things that God has tasked us to do. And I find that many times in many seasons when we journey with God, We can forget the things God has tasked us to do. Think about in scripture how many times God has to say to Abraham and remind him of the promises that he made. He says is it in genesis 11 he reminds him in genesis 12 and as scripture goes on god is constantly reminding him i'm going to make of you a great nation i'm going to make of you a great people as the time gets closer he says i'm going to give you a son look i want to tell somebody this morning stand on the word of the lord if god spoke it to you It must come to pass. And sometimes the first part of us living boldly and fearlessly is believing that the living God is with us. And whatever word he has proclaimed must come to pass. Somebody needs to just know that this morning. It must come to pass. The word audacious means to show a willingness to take Surprisingly bold risks to be daring, to be reckless, to be brave without restriction, to be in defiance of convention, to go against the grain. And in serving God, He asks us to be filled with faith. Glory be to his name be willing to take risk means that sometimes I won't have the evidence around me. I won't even feel like I'm prepared. But if God tells me to go, if he tells me to start the business, if he tells me to begin the ministry, if he tells me that this is not the end, if he tells me I'll be healed and delivered, I am bold enough and courageous enough to take the risk based on the word of the living God hallelujah thank you Jesus if we're going to be the audacious women that God calls us to be we have to be willing to risk it all but we don't risk things without direction we don't risk things without a sense of a call a sense of tugging from the spirit of the living God The word of the Lord says that he would, his word would be a lamp to your feet and a light to your pathway on purpose because it's the intention of God that we are able to follow in his word. So number one, not only is God asking us to trust that he is with us, but if we're going to take the risk and move into some places by faith in this season, we have to understand and be gird with the word of God. Because it's the word of God that lights the way, and it's the word of God that is the truth about our situation. The scripture tells us, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I would not sin against thee. And there are times in our journey with God where we have to hide the word of the Lord in our hearts. We can't even tell anybody about some things that we believe are going to happen. Look, Let me tell you something. Even in this season of my life, I have had to trust God wholeheartedly. After 20 years of being in my church, staying in the same place, serving in a pastoral capacity, the Holy Spirit pulled me out after 20 years in 2000. 20 and said to me S I want you to move from this station and initially I was not feeling fearless I was feeling faith-filled fear-filled and that was because in my spirit I felt as though God I've been here this is what I've known for 20 years this is where I've served for 20 years this is where you've established some things for the years of my life And now you're asking me to depart from that and step into something that's new, something that's different, something that's foreign, something that's unknown. And where am I going? And how will it work out? And what do you require of me? And there were many answers that God simply didn't give me. Because there are many times in our walk with God when God does not give us all the information he withholds his hand he keeps some things hidden in the dark he could have told Abraham from the beginning all the complexities that would arise as he prepared to have the promised son Isaac he could have told him the day and the hour it would happen but he chose to hide it in the dark. When Naomi had lost her husband, when Ruth had lost her husband, and Orpah had lost her husband, and all were deciding on the course of which to take for their future destiny, God could have just made it clear to Ruth, Ruth one day you're gonna marry a man called Boaz, he could have showed him in a dream, he could have put it in a vision, but no, he closed those details, he hid those details. He could have told Hannah and made a promise to Hannah, Hannah, guess what, honey, you're going to have a son called Samuel. He's going to become a great prophet ordaining two kings, Saul and David. David will go on and from his lineage will come the Messiah. But Jesus chooses to hold all those details from Hannah. She finds herself coming daily, as first Samuel tells us, into the temple of the Lord, praying and seeking his face. And God honours it and brings forth a son. What am I saying? There are some details in this season God is going to keep in the dark. It means that if you're going to be a risk taker in this season, if you're going to step out on faith and serve God the way he needs you to serve him in this hour of your life, you have to go with the breadcrumbs that he gives you because he's not always going to give you the full loaf. He's not always going to show you the whole picture. But faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that are not seen. I wonder what breadcrumbs God has left at this point in the journey. I wonder what he's asking you to hold on to and to trust as you take these next steps into your fruitful season. Glory be to his name. Ruth had no idea that by following the will and the way of the living God that he would take her into a uh, vineyard where she would labour and glean in that vineyard and meet her betrothed Boaz. Do you have the audacity to trust God is with you, even when you don't have all details, and to be bold enough? to take the step of faith, because that is what God is requiring from you in this season. That is what God needs from you in this season. So where do we go from here? The very first thing is we have to understand that the Bible tells us, as a man thinketh, so is he. So as we are taking these steps in the course towards the new things, that God is speaking and tasking us to do, we have to recognize that God is concerned about the way we think about ourselves, women. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And I want to decree in the name of Jesus that you will think of yourself the way that God intends for you to think about yourself. Um, As a man thinker, so is he, is pent on the premise but there are many thoughts that we have in our minds. And this leads me to, to the second part of what I really want to focus on today. As we move and we advance forward, as God promised uh, in Isaiah 40, 41 verse 10, he says, I will strengthen you and I will help you. And I will uphold you with my right hand of righteousness. I believe in this season, That God does want to strengthen you. I believe in this season that God is upholding you. Some of you feel like I don't have the strength to continue on in this marriage. I don't have the strength to continue in this ministry. I don't even know if I want to keep on living, but let me tell you something. He who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. This is not the end of the journey. This may be the beginning of the dawning of a new day. And sometimes that moment feels like weakness. You say, why do you say that? Why do you say my strongest moment, if God's going to strengthen me, that it can feel like a weak moment? And I say to you, because the scripture tells us that in our weakest moment, the strength of God is made perfect. My God. So what you think is weakness, what you think is a flaw is actually an opportunity for you to see the strong hand and mighty hand of the living God in your life. An opportunity for God to show forth his strength and his power. But remaining strong also means that we have to be careful of the thoughts that we are entertaining in this season. I want to ask you, what thoughts are you entertaining in this season? When you sit back and you think about your future, how and what do you think? How do you see The future that is set before you. What is shaping your thinking? Because some of us live in fear because we entertain too many perspectives of other people. Hello, somebody. If Nehemiah had gone to build the walls of the the nation of Israel and listened to everything that Sambalat and Tobias said to him, he would never have completed rebuilding the wall, because when Sanballat and Tobiah came, their words and opinions were contrary to the word of the Lord, in fact when they came they told him that his work would amount to nothing, they told him at one point that he was to stop building the wall, But I want to tell someone in this season, you have to gird up your mind. You have to gird up your heart and make sure that the information you are hearing through these gateways is the living word of God. No matter how and what other people think in this season, some of us have to stop living for other people, stop trying to win the favour of other people and choose to come out from among them and be separated for the work of the living God. Sometimes what's shaping our thinking is what we're watching and what we're reading. And if you've already got an apprehension towards getting into a relationship, then filling your mind with watching toxic relationships on TV is not going to be breeding a healthy emotional and spiritual uh, mindset and life. We must be careful of what we are letting in through the eye gate and the ear gate of our life because information has the power to transform. Information has the power to rule your life. Information has the power to distort some things in your life. And so it's important that you are walking in the truth of God according to his word. And I pray in this season that it's the word of the Lord that will prevail in your life and not the opinions of other people people glory be to his name like nehemiah we have to work out what is it that god wants to build up in this season what is it that god needs to fortify in this season so that we can walk in the audacious power of the spirit of the living god i want you to turn with me now to the book of nehemiah Um, uh, to go with me to the book of Nehemiah. And if you could run over to uh, chapter two, uh, that would be fantastic. So if you've got Nehemiah chapter two and you can turn to that. um, And I want to just just uh, go from verse one. Okay, we're not going to read through the whole, but I'm going to go from verse one through to verse four. Okay, in fact, through to verse five, okay. Um, and it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of Art Xerxes the king, that wine was brought before him. And I took up the wine and I gave it unto the king. Now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Wherefore, the king said unto me, why is your countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore, afraid and said unto the king, let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city and the place of my father's sepulchers lie waste and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? Then the king said to me, for what dost thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven and I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if thy servant have found favour in your sight, that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my fathers, that I may build it. And as we go back down, um, it tells us in verse six, and the king said unto him, for how long will your journey be? When will you return? And it pleased the king to send me, and I sent him, set him a time. Here in this scripture, Nehemiah has been commissioned to go and to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. He has been given a task that the walls of Jerusalem have been broken down for, for many, many years. And we're still on the theme of, of God strengthening us and, and keeping us as we do the work of the Lord. When he comes, he understands that the walls of the whole nation have been broken and destroyed. And the challenge about when a wall is broken is it means that everything that's inside that wall, everything that's beyond that wall is unprotected, it's exposed, it's vulnerable, it's open. And when we come to the text, we understand that the whole nation had been left open. In fact, he calls it says that the nation verse three is lying in waste and that is because people were coming in they were plundering they were taking some people were uh, living in the literal uh, gates of jerusalem the destroyed gates just hanging around the place was in ruins and yet beneath that people were still living in that land still around and that's like some of us some of us The walls that ought to protect us. And when I say the walls, I'm talking about the walls of our mind. All of us have a mind. All of us have a thought and a thinking process. But sometimes what happens is we are prohibited from living the bold and radical risk-taking life because the walls around our mind have been broken they have been destroyed and i believe the same way that god burdened the king and said to the king i want you to the king said to him look i release you to go and do the work of the lord to rebuild those walls i believe that god is calling some of us women this morning or this evening whenever you watch this to rebuild those walls the walls of our mind to fortify those walls and to build them back again, to make sure that the wall is stable and that our minds are covered. And like Nehemiah, the first thing that Nehemiah began to do was when he got to Jerusalem, verse 11 says that he rises for three days in the nighttime and he takes a few men with him And he doesn't do anything, doesn't tell anybody what his God had put in his heart to do at Jerusalem. Remember, we talked about the fact sometimes you've got to hide that word in your heart. Everyone does not need to know your business in this season. Learn to gird your mouth. Amen. And and protect what God has placed in your heart. And so it says, that he goes to Jerusalem at night with these three men. There's no beast save the beast that he actually rode on. And when he goes at nighttime, he goes by the gate of the valley, the dragon well, the dung port. He views the walls of Jerusalem that were broken down and the gates that were consumed with fire. He literally does a full recce of the whole place and looks at how the, what's been built up, what needs to be built up, where the work needs to take place. Look, I want to encourage you in this season as you move forward, as you move forward with boldness and as you move forward with courage, as you move forward trusting God, as you move forward with maybe small details, as you move forward with the unknowns, as you take the risk to trust in the word of the Lord, as you move forward with strength and with courage, knowing that God is with you that this is a time to build back up the walls of your mind. It's a time for you to to, to determine what is it that has constantly been impeding me and setting me back. What is it that has kept me from beginning this work that I know God has asked me to do? What is it that has kept me from being engaged in that ministry? What is it that has kept me from doing the work that God has called me to do in my community? What is it that has kept me from going and doing that qualification in teaching? Whatever it is, woman of the living God, I pray and decree this is a time to come forward. This is a time to emerge. This is a time to recognize what has been holding you back and to make a decision to step forward. But there must be a surveying. There must be a looking at What has been impeding and infringing you? One of the things that I began to realise is that most of us cannot move forward in life till we realise where we really are. And that's really what Nehemiah had to do before he could do the building. In knowing God had set him this task, the last thing that he needed to do before he began actively engaging in activity was to know exactly what the state of the nation was the state of those walls were and I pray in the name of Jesus in this season that you would take some time to do what I call a physical report to look at what is it father is it a fear from a past trauma that is constantly creeping up and hindering me from the ability to love people the way you want me to Is it the pain of a past church incident that has held me back from committing to serving you in ministry? Is it the fear of leaving somewhere that's comfortable, that has held me back from going and doing the work in missions that I know you've placed on my heart for years? Woman of God, whatever God is tasking you to do, remember he is with you. Nehemiah needed to have a clear sense of direction. He needed to know, this is the work that needs to be done at the gate. This is the work that needs to be done on the pond. This is the work that needs to be done on the latter lower bridge of the wall. And I pray for you in this season that there will be a clarity about the areas that God actually wants you to. To become strong again again to strengthen those areas that may have been broken down by past disappointments past fears or some type of disruption i pray that you will have the boldness like nehemiah he didn't do it in the daytime he chose to do it at the night when no one was around and that's because sometimes when we are being more introspective and we are looking within and we are reflecting on our lives and our course sometimes it feels like a night moment it feels a bit dark as we're kind of trawling through and working out why have I not moved from this place why am I not seeing the type of breakthrough that I want and I don't want us to leave from here just shouting and just expecting something and just um pretending we believe it's time that we actually believe We actually stand and say, God wants me to be whole. God wants me to be healed. God wants me to be bold. God wants to establish the leader in me. He wants to establish the wife in me. He wants to establish the mother in me, the businesswoman, the politician. He wants to establish the missionary, whatever the call is of the Lord. It's time that we take stock of what has really set us back glory be to his holy name thank you jesus god wants to rebuild the hedge around your mind he wants to make sure that what is driving your decisions driving your course and your activity is the word of the living god what set abraham on his task was the word of the living god what set mary in her time of preparation to bring forth the messiah was the word of the living God from the angel Gabriel what set Moses on his task to become the great deliverer to the nation of Israel was the word of the living God and I'm calling on that word I pray the word in you would rise up I pray there be a strengthening and a reminding of the promises that God has made concerning your future and your destiny I thank God that you're advancing in power I thank God that there is a breaking off of the chains that have held you bound as you do your own physical report, recognising what has been a hindrance. Job 1 and 10 reminds us, have you not put a hedge of protection around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks, And herds are spread throughout the land. In essence, the Lord Lord was speaking of in a conversation with the enemy, the fact that Job had a hedge of protection around him and his household and everything he had. And I want you to know that that same hedge of protection is around you as you advance with the work God has called you to do. He is going to bless the work of your hands. He is going to bless the produce. He's going to make you a fruitful place. But you have to trust him like never before. this season the scripture says trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding that means when you're overthinking things when you are trying to work out how connection a links with connection b and trying to put it in your own way and come with your own logic and understanding and god is saying do away with all that ah hallelujah come back to a place of total trust in the leading of the spirit of the living God, to have a hedge means that you have a boundary, you have a fence. There is an area, there is a perimeter, and God has that over your mind as you advance forward. The only entrance point the enemy can have is the the door that you open to him, and so I pray that every door would be closed that invites fear my God, that invites anxiety, that invites depression, that invites suicide, that invites echoes of past abuse or molestation. I pray that those chambers of your mind that may have already been broken open, that God would really bring deep healing and restoration just as we said in that first scripture we read in isaiah
0: chapter 41.
1: all about the restoration of israel so not only does he say i am with you not only does he say i will strengthen you not only does he say i will help you in the way that he has promised and he is going to help you in this season and sometimes that's why the detail is in the dark because he just wants you to know what he needs you to do and there are things that he will do and you need to just let God be God and do what he needs to do verse 11 says behold all that were incensed against you woman of God Every adversary, every foe that you have faced, he says, shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with you shall perish. He even says, they that look for you will not find you. Hey, <laughs> Glory be to his name. In essence, he's saying, if you can walk in my word, if you can be strong and trust in me, If you can um, launch out with an audacity and a risk in this season even with the small breadcrumbs of information I've given to you he says then I will cause your enemies to be ashamed and confounded and I believe part of that is because our enemies will look to find us in the same place of weakness the same place of defeat the same place of discouragement but he's not going to find me there in this season someone needs to say that you're not going to find me there in this this season. You see as the Lord began to tell me to take a bold step and move out I did it and in the first few months I was thinking where am I and where am I going. I felt a bit like Abraham in a land that I did not know but then suddenly God began to open doors and I began to see God move in my family. I began to see even my sister and my brother-in-law began to say I'm seeking God like never before. I began to see a turning and a chiding in my family as God began to do a work in them, not just for my family, but God then began to open up doors. I got some invitations to do some things on TV, I had an invitation to collaborate and do some things with a law firm, and all of these were opportunities and things that previously I would never have risked had the audacity to believe. But I stopped and said I will not be held back by my own fear. I've got to take guard at his word and believe him for everything that he has said unto me. I have to believe him that he has given me power as I move forward. To tread on snakes and scorpions he has given me power over the plans and devices of wickedness and so whatever I move towards. I'm going to face some adversity sometimes. And that's what God was saying in Luke chapter 10 when he spoke to the disciples and said, it's time to go out. And I'm telling somebody today, it's time to go out. It's time to do. It's time to be. It's time to take the risk. It's time to be brave. And it's time to do what God is calling you to do. When God called the disciples in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, he says, behold, I give up to you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall harm you someone needs to know today nothing by any means will harm me as I do the work of the Lord this is the promise of God to you this morning as you advance forward when we talk about snakes snakes have a way of trying to wrap themselves around you And to constrict your blood flow. In fact, scientists have said that people do not die when they are uh, uh, coiled around by a snake because the bones are broken. In fact, in very few cases do people die because the bones are broken. Actually, the snake kills by constricting you, by holding you back, by restraining you. It strikes its prey and it pulls the prey into itself, and then it wraps and coils itself around falling a constriction that brought blocks the blood flow but i pray in this season that whatever has constricted you whatever has constrained you whatever has restrained you god says you can expect these things but he says tread on these things i've given you the power to tread tread means i'm walking in a specified way in a specified direction in essence, God was saying to the disciples, as you go forward, and I'm saying this to the women today, you will find that there are times when the enemy wants to constrain and restrict you. But God says, I have given you power. Open your mouth and use You're the power of your mouth. Use the power of your prayer. But above all, have the faith and risk to do it this is the second thing that he says i've not just given you power over serpents but i've given you power over scorpions now this is something you need to get because it really hit me god was saying s in this season is the same way i'm saying to you that today some of you are going to make a decision a decision greater than any decision you've ever made before because you finally worked out setbacks are not an indicator that God is not with me but it is part of life suffering is part of life wrestling and and fighting and warring sometimes is part of life but God has given me power he has given me authority the exousia the dunamis power to continue to move forward with God and to believe him now scorpions on their food menu We are not on their food menu. Scorpions will only attack you if they feel threatened by your presence. And usually they're going to try and come again to poison. Notice that both snakes and scorpions always try and kill by also their venom and their poison. And we have to make sure that nothing poisons our minds Nothing poisons our hearts or our spirits in this season. May you be connected to the truth of the living God. In essence, when we talk about scorpions, we are recognising this. Sometimes the enemy will seek you to constrain and restrict you. But there are some things that some of you women are going to do in this season. As you step out as you move forward, that are gonna threaten the enemy. And people who you didn't expect may rise up against you. Because that's the when the scorpions are threatened, that's when they attack. But please know that should you face attack in this season whilst doing the will of the Lord, God wants you to know this, honey. It is part and an indication that you are on the right path. And some of that attack is simply because the enemy finds you to be a threat. So my prayer for you, to you and for you today, as we move forward, fearlessly and with an audacious, risk-taking bravery to do the work of God, that we will take him at his word and trust him, that we will... Gird up the loins of our mind and protect the information that's going in and out that even if we have breadcrumbs of information and we don't have it all, and there are details hidden in the dark, we will still take the risk based on what we have. And the fourth thing is that we will recognize what needs to be done, where the deep work needs to really happen to recover and bring restoration in our hearts and minds even today. For some of us, we really need to do like what God commissioned me to do, and that is just to let go and to really just obey the word of God. And the best decision, greater than any sacrifice, is your obedience. That's what scripture tells us. So I pray that you walk in that. I pray that you be like Ruth and say, God, look, wherever you send me, your people be my people. Amen. Wherever you send me, whoever you send me to serve, wherever you send me to go. God, let your people be my people. I'm willing to go wherever you send me. And I pray that even like Nehemiah, we would take the time to recognize that God has a hedge of protection over us. He has a covering and a shield over our minds, and we must do our part to maintain that. And preserve that as much as we can, spending time in prayer, spending time in the word and indulging ourselves in the work he has actually commissioned for us to do. And yes, we have to be fearless. We have to choose sometimes to look at fear and do things anyway, feel the fear and still do it, have the courage to do it. And I believe that as you do, you're going to see the exponential move and dynamic move of God. In fact, I believe, even as I'm saying this, that God is going to begin to heal and do some deep work that you cannot do in this season because you're trusting him with the part that you need to do. And you're leaving the rest to him. For some of you, your healing, your your healing will arise out of your obedience to do the work and the will of the Lord as you live audaciously it's time to come out of the waters of change and transition and step into the land that God truly has for you and in that land there will be snakes there will be scorpions there are spiritual attacks that we face but don't think that that's the time to run woman of God that is the time to stand that is the time to see the hand of the Lord in the land he has called you to possess the land he has called you to take Remember, as Isaiah 41 told us, God is with you. He promises to strengthen you. He promises to keep you. He promises to uphold you with his mighty hand. And it's his job to confound your enemies. I pray that you be blessed as you move forward in the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the calling that God has placed over your life. Let's take forth the gospel of Jesus Christ in Jesus' precious name. God bless you. Live audaciously and fearlessly. Amen.
0: Hope you've enjoyed the message. If you want more information, please log on to our website at uncommonwomanconference.co.uk God bless you.